Hi there, I'm your host Macaulay Tucker and you're listening to The Macaulay Tucker Show, the podcast where I sit down with some of the most accomplished and fascinating individuals in the entertainment and business industry. From celebrities to industry leaders, our guests offer unique perspectives and inspiring stories that will educate and inform you. Join me as I sit down with my next guest to cover their humble beginnings, challenges they faced, as well as their accomplishments in life. You are bound to learn something new, so sit back and enjoy the interview. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to this new episode of the Macaulay Tucker Show. I'm your host, Macaulay Tucker, and we've got a very special guest here, Katie Lee. Katie Lee is a voice actor, writer, director. She's been involved in projects like Muppet Babies, Wayside, Adventures of the Gummy Bears, Dungeons & Dragons, Darkwing Duck, even Indiana Jones. One of her biggest roles is Connie Kendall in the audio drama Adventures in Odyssey. So today we're just going to sit down and learn more about what it's like to be a voice actor, so enjoy the show. I guess the first question that I always ask my guests, and you can kind of answer this, like what got you started in what you're doing now? You know, voice acting, you've done a lot of amazing projects, like a lot, a lot of projects you've been involved in. I just wanted to hear from you, like why voice acting? Why was voice acting something that you wanted to uh, pursue over, over other careers? Because people suggest my voice didn't change. I do lots of different voices now, but in the beginning, people just said, you sound like you're 12 and suggested it to me. So I thought, well, maybe that's a way to make some money. So I explored it. Yeah. I didn't wake up or Mm -hmm. have a dream of becoming a voice actor per se, although I've always enjoyed the work that voice actors do and appreciate it. And, you know, it's part of my, um, you know, growing up part of my life, but I didn't know that I would actually go into that field until people suggested it. And, uh, and then uh, as Will Ryan used to like to say, when the check cleared, we just kept doing it. (laughs) That's very true. And um, that's really great to hear that, you know, that you, went and pursued voice acting and you know we've seen all these really great projects that you were a part of i would love to hear like what was kind of the first project that you that you did uh with voice acting and acting in general yeah the first project where i think i got paid i i did one a commercial once for somebody but i really didn't know what i was doing i'm not sure if they used it uh but mel blank's son was producing a film for the shriners in burn institute and I think I was home on, on break from college and my stepmother worked at a hair salon where he got okay. his hair cut and somehow she shared with him what I was doing and uh, he needed to, uh, the voice of a child being burned in the bathtub. Oh, and wow. He needed to do the scream and the cry and I ended up going over to his studio and doing that for him and that was like my first gig I think that's awesome and like what was that like for you being able to have you know this experience and like what did you take away from just you know this first this first try you know at voice acting I think you know it's interesting that you asked me that I think what I learned is because it wasn't like a cartoon right because I've done a lot of ADR post-production in my life and this was that you know trying to Mm -hmm. match uh, somebody else's voice or personality make it fit with the film and and that was that's a skill that I I grew as time went on the more and more I got to work on movies and I do a lot of voice matching for kids right uh, or, or you know in, in the 
case of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, I did the Maharaja's voice, tried to match his voice in there. So I've done a lot of that. Yeah, and I saw that in the IMDb, and I recently found out about the Indiana Jones thing, and I thought in particular that was pretty cool. I thought that was a really, really uh, cool uh, role to be involved in, and uh, I just thought that would be if I was in your shoes, I thought that be that was just super fascinating. And you mentioned, you know, children's shows, things like that. You know, you've worked on many children's shows and movies over the years. Uh, what do you think makes a good children's program, and how do you approach voicing characters for that audience? Well, you have to understand who the audience is and what the purpose of the show is. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's educational, then when things come up in the script that are like educational points, you want to just kind of make a note of it um, so you can emphasize that. I think kids' shows have to be um, entertaining, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's, you know, the, there's the animation involved too, but you also want to make it so that the parents don't get sick of it. So you have to appeal to two audiences, right? Cause you don't right. want to be annoying. Um, I think, I, yeah, I think kids like to learn. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think things that involve sharing new information or you know feelings is is good for kids i mean i'm no expert in children's media frankly <laughs> i just read the script yeah that's that's a great great answer like you know i, I definitely understand you know education is important and that's kind of what i what i like about you know my show is you know educating young people and what i really appreciate about kids programs is you know educating young people one of the programs that you have been in adventures in odyssey been on that program for a very long time it's been an amazing show i kind of wanted to hear about you know connie kendall uh, how have you seen this character grow over time and how have you grown with her on adventures in odyssey yeah we definitely have grown together um well i mean she's gotten more responsibility she's gotten mm -hmm. older she's matured she's had more life experiences like all of us so you know i get to bring my own life experiences to the character when they come up in the script that you know i when i started i was 28 but connie was probably about 15 mm -hmm. and i don't even know if connie's 28 now <laughs> <laughs> You know, she, she lives a very slow timeline. Um, but yeah, you know, she grows in her knowledge of God and of mm -hmm. the Bible and other people. And, and now she has responsibility. If you don't hear the later episodes, you don't know that her sister lives with her. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of like a mother figure to her sister and who kind of acts like Connie did when she first came to town so that's in ironic <laughs> yeah I mean you know I think we all have our basic personality traits right. and I kind of brought my own to Connie so she's a lot like me I don't have to worry about it too much we just read the script and compare it to our own life experience and it seems to work out okay so far yeah, and you're you're absolutely right. You know, you know, you've been a part of Ventures and Odyssey for so long. Like, what do you think? It what what do you think it's about uh, the show that has allowed it to endure for so many years? Excellent writing, really good acting, and really good post production. I mean, they're excellent in everything. They're competitive. I mean, they're they're like Odyssey, sort of the 
the template for all the audio. Now they call them scripted podcasts. <laughs> we were there was no such thing as podcasts when we started. We were radio drama, and they're just excellent in every way. And I, and also I think because the writing is relatable to a lot of people, and it's not super preachy most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people can relate to it without feeling like they're being bombarded by stuff. They can yeah. take it in and process it on their own. Yeah, and it's super cool to just listen to, you know, older episodes of Adventures in Odyssey and also listening to the newer episodes and listening to how, like, it's it's all cha it's changed, you know, slowly but surely the audio quality is getting better and everything is just improving. And it's really cool to to compare uh, both the older and the newer. Um, and you must have met a lot of really cool people throughout all these years on this show because there's, you know, oh, yeah. new people coming in. Like, what's what's that like, just meeting new people through, through this, the this show? That's the best part of the job. That's the best part of the job but to me it doesn't matter I don't care how many lines I have or whatever I just like going to work and watching the other people work and having that interaction it's wonderful that's that's the most fun and you know I think when we started the show was on tape and now everything's mm -hmm. digital so I'm sure that makes a difference you know as far as what they can do production wise you, you know yourself it makes production a lot faster Yes, you can do more things faster. Yes, and what sort of things do you have you done? You know, in Ventures and Odyssey, you're, you're working. You know, with these with these people. What are some of the fun things that you do? Uh, you know, on break while while working. You know, at at Adventures and Odyssey and working on that show. It's catching up, finding out what people's lives are like. Uh, singing songs. <laughs> uh, eating snacks. It's it's a little harder now because of COVID. They don't. Yeah. All the fun things we used to have we don't even have a kitchen there's a, a kind of a lounge yeah um, but we try to go out to eat after the show um and just see what's going on catching up because they're like family just like mm -hmm. our audience is like family frankly we're it's a it's it truly is a family yeah and I, i'm not sure if this is correct but i read somewhere that adventures in odyssey has been the longest running audio drama in the world i believe I, i'm not I, sure i think they call it um no there's another show called the archers but i think there's something about odyssey not being an anthology okay i think that's what differentiates it i mean it it's it might be the longest it might be the second longest for sure in the united states because i think the archers is made in great britain i don't know about the world you that's for you to figure out yes look that up mr 18 year old super guy yes oh i that's, i would definitely do that after the show. um and you know you, you do all these different voices could you kind of like walk us through the process uh for developing a voice for a new character from you know the initial audition to the final performance what does that look like for you well if we're lucky we have a picture so we okay see and they usually write a character description so you figure out you know kind of maybe what the age of your character is um and their personality okay you take the little parts of you know like okay i might be doing a dog's well okay i'm doing a dinosaur right now a little dinosaur for um uh, answers tv okay so i saw what she looked like she has really big <laughs> eyes but she's also very smart so she's a little bit nerdy and she's got that kind of i think okay and i look she's got a little beak and She's 11. And so, okay, so now this is what we're going to do. 
So we, and you know, you usually do a few different takes, like maybe I made her a little brighter before and then, but they really like the one where she's a little bit more bossy. I don't know if it's bossy, but you know, more studious. And so we're going to go find out what that is. And so you, you kind of work with the writers and the directors mm -hmm. and to hone where you want to go with the voice. And as they hear it, they can give you some feedback and that's sort of the process yeah and i definitely get what you're saying when looking at a photo you're really able to like kind of like get their whole personality a lot of the time when looking at an image um i didn't tell this earlier but i, I enjoy making voices uh talking with bob um you know I, I don't, my struggle definitely is kind of making a personality with the voice, but I, I love, call that yeah. I voice-ality. I coined yeah. the phrase, <laughs> voice-ality. It's not just a voice, but you got to figure out who they yeah. are, what they want and how they feel about themselves and what they're doing. And, you know, it's playing. It's playing, yeah. like playing with dolls, except yeah. the dolls are, you're the doll and you're the guy playing with the doll and it's all in your head. Yeah. And it's really important to have a personality and, you know, not just a voice, but, you know, everything else that goes along with a character. And so that's something that, I mean, uh, I, I want to really uh, practice and learn. I feel like a lot of other people who are interested in doing voices like you uh, can also uh, learn as well. You know, one question I did have, you know, as a voice actor, you're working on a lot of different things a lot of the time. How do you maintain a work life balance that is sustainable for you? You have to be purposeful. Um, you know, when I started, we worked, really worked part-time and had full-time salaries. Now we work four times as much. And so right. you want to be discerning and see if, you know, you don't, I mean, it depends where you are in your career, mm -hmm. but you also don't want, you know, you, you're afraid if I don't audition for every single thing, you know, because we, we don't book, you know, maybe one out of every 100 or 200 things we audition for, we book as a, you know, it's a numbers game, but you also really need to have a life because if you don't, you don't really have anything to draw on either. Get out of your house, go for a walk, go meet people, go to meetups, just have friends because you won't know how to portray anything other than a voice actor if all you do is stay in your booth, right. you know? So you, you want to have a life, pursue your interests, because a lot of times the things that you're really interested and skilled in are things that you could be a very good narrator for or a voiceover for. Like, I like education. I like mm -hmm. elementary education. I have no problem. I love phonics. I So that's good for me. I like to do that. Some people, you know, they may be in the medical field. Well, then right. reading medical narration becomes second nature and they're good at it. So, you know... No, I just want to say that, you know, do the things you're interested in, have fun and know that it eventually at some point that'll come into play in your voiceover career. It'll be an asset. You're right. And it's really important to, you know, have that balance between work and life and remember that, you know, there's another thing that you got to throw into the mix. And you mentioned a lot of really great points there. And I definitely agree with you. And I find a lot of time people are to concentrate on one thing and they forget about the other thing, but they need to remember that, you know, there's other things that you got to throw into the mix and you have to balance. And it's very important to have that balance. You're talking well, about booking. That was really cool. Booking. You have recently been in, uh, I, I believe, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. I read about that. That was really cool. What was yeah, that, that like? Was pretty awesome. That was an interesting gig. Um, I, I auditioned 
And if you, if you know who Brenda Vaccaro is, you can look her up. They wanted a Brenda Vaccaro type voice, which my normal voice doesn't sound like that. Right. But I was able to bring her down like this when I was reading the copy. I have, you know. And so we booked the job, and, and it's for the Guardians of the Galaxy Q at Epcot. So before right. you get on the ride, you go through this whole pre... Where do you live? I live in Canada. So anyway, what they had me do, first we had to find the voice and find the read. And we'd read through the whole copy, which is like 45 minutes long. The whole... but I think there's pauses Okay. Once they got the read they liked, then I also had to go back and read it exactly the same way four or five more times each mm-hmm. section because they combined the read. So I could change a little bit, but not the the timing. Right. All the words had to be said exactly the same, you know, timing. So it was challenging and it was fun. And and because of my experience doing ADR and post-production, it wasn't that difficult. Um, and, and to their surprise, we got through it pretty fast. But I think we spent a few days on it. Yeah, and aside from rides, I, I believe this is correct, audiobooks. Have you done a few audiobooks? I'm not sure if that's I've you. Done a few. I've done some for Brock Eastman. used to be work at Focus on the Family, and he was like our PR guy, and he did the clubhouse for a little while. And he wrote some children's books, so I read his. Um, I read uh, the Christmas. Oh gosh, it was a movie. My friend wrote the book, and I narrated it for her. Um, Christmas. Can't think of the name. Right. Yes, you go to uh, what is it? Audible or or Amazon. Uh, it was a book Peggy Sue Wells wrote it okay. I don't like to do long books I prefer yeah. little kids short stories yeah what other books well in my own book Will and I wrote yeah. an oddity and we we recorded it mostly word for word not mm-hmm. exactly and of course there's <laughs> more music in the audio version than there is in the book book version so yes. I highly recommend you get both Yes. Oh, I wanted to get it. I saw that online. I'm like, I, I got to buy this. It looks like an absolute blast to read. Would you say it's difficult uh, to do uh, do audiobooks than uh, traditional voice acting? Or would you say that they're both very similar? I just wanted to, because I don't they're really know. They're not very similar. They're very different. And okay. Different, you know, some people love just sitting in their booth and reading books. I don't. <laughs> But Will and I, we wrote it, and ours is written like dialogue. And the hardest yeah. part was getting us both in the booth um, to read at the same time. <laughs> but, and then there's an audio version. My my uh, my husband recorded us. Record we recorded the bonus chapters on video, so it's called Ooh. the video book, and that's also available on Vimeo if anybody okay. wants. Okay. But if they watch the Tell You Later show, <laughs> uh, you can see. Uh, Will and I on there too. Awesome! I'll definitely encourage them to to check those out. You know, it's really great to hear that you, you know you're enjoying doing you know a lot of this work and being able to do voice work. It's just such a great industry to work in. You're able to grow. You're able to meet amazing people, as you said. I'd love to hear you know uh, you've 
you uh you do a lot of public speaking. I've heard you've done some public speaking, you've know, given some talks on like faith and creativity. Can you talk a little bit about how these two things uh, intersect for you and how your faith has uh, influenced your work as a voice actor and writer? Well, I think, um, you know, God gave us creativity. Mm -hmm. He gave us, you know, the ability to tell stories and, and capture people's imagination and all the arts. And so that's one uh, path for sharing, you know, I mean, obviously Adventures in Odyssey is a great path for sharing, mm -hmm. faith, right? And I don't write it, I just read it, but I'm mm -hmm. so thankful to be a part of it. Um, you know, I think it's good. We can, we can, we can get so many messages across if we're, if we do a good job, you know, if we're good people, I mean, it's more than just what you put out there. It's how you live your life too. Right. That will affect people. So you certainly want to be consistent when you talk about balance of, you know, why you're doing things. My husband is a singer. Right. And he fronts a band and, you know, he's very, very, his, something he said to me once really stuck with me. And it, I think it's important for us to remember that what we do is for the audience, not for us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to think about there's people listening. I mean, we still do it because it's fun. Mm -hmm. I think we shouldn't stifle our creativity because we think for some reason it's not godly or it's not productive because you never know what's going to inspire somebody or make somebody smile. Smiling right. is such a blessing. If you can share a smile with somebody, that's like the best thing there is. You're exactly right. That's very, very true. And everything you said there is absolutely, you know, it's very, very wise. And um, I definitely get what you're saying there. We, It's not about, not about us. It's about, you know, the people, you know, giving back to the people, entertaining, educating them um, and, you know, making them happy, making them smile and making them have and like, you know, impact them. That's very important, you know, impacting others. Um, you know, this is kind of a second last question. I, I always ask my guests what they want to pass on to the listeners, but I want to ask you this. You've had a, you know, a long and successful career in the entertainment industry. Looking back, what advice would you give to your younger self just starting out? Oh, goodness. Um, just to have, uh, be more bold, maybe. Okay. Be, uh, and not so insecure i finally like years after years of doing my work i had to say to myself okay look if the director's happy everybody's happy just stop allow them to make the decisions okay because we're not really we're like a tool for whatever they're trying to accomplish in their project right so right i you know we're just a part of it so if the director's happy let it go you know yes. and and be glad that it, that they're happy <laughs> don't try to improve too much um if they're already pleased with what you're doing um yeah i guess yeah i mean it, life is it's different now in voiceover mm -hmm. you don't have agents really going to bat for you like we used to yeah. You have to be your own PR person. You have to be your own marketing person. You have to have your own home studio anymore. Um, right. But your demos, if you're going to make a demo, should be done professionally. Mm -hmm. People listen to the quality. And whatever you put on your demo, 
you want to be able to replicate it on your own if you get it. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. And I and I didn't really realize that about agents, you know, I thought there, you know, I didn't know that that's really I didn't know that there wasn't you said there isn't really a lot of agents anymore for voice actors, you were saying? No, there are plenty of agents, but there's so much talent out there. They're more like clearing houses. They don't usually get asked recommendations. Like when I started, I would get a call from my agent and say you and she'd say you have a job and I didn't even audition for it. Well, that doesn't usually happen anymore. Huh? So it's up to us to be our own CEOs of our own little business and run our voiceover careers as a business and understand that nobody's going to do it for us. You can't just sit back and expect the calls to come in. Even if you make a great demo, how, you know, how are people going to hear it? You got to get on rosters. There's it's work all day long. Yeah. And, you know, even through that, difficult situation you're able to learn about all these different types of things because you're doing all these different types of things and you know marketing i i, I find that very beneficial because even for this podcasting it's not just releasing interviews it involves marketing uh emailing and everything but you're able to take these difficult situations like you mentioned and learn from them and that's very very important and that's and, part of you know running a business your bit your voiceover business Exactly. And you know, with people who are listening, there's probably a lot, there's a lot of young people listening to the show. Is there anything that you want to pass on to uh, anybody who's listening to this program that you feel that they can apply to their everyday life? Don't be afraid. Trust that God has a plan for you. There's plenty of work for everybody. We don't have to be mean or cut. <laughs> if you're meant to do a job, it'll happen and just keep working on your craft. Keep getting better. Amen to that. Amen to that. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on to the show. Um, I'll be able to include it in the, the description below where they can find your website and check out you know, what you're doing and uh, also check out the projects you've been involved in and maybe even watch a few of the things you've been involved in because yeah, there's a lot of- Yeah, it's going to be cool what we do with the Adventure TV thing. Uh, yes. The pilot will take off and I'll be able to answer your questions <laughs> my, uh, my little dinosaur voice. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait to see that. That's going to be great.